Good morning. This is Bakes. Kevin Baker with Bakes Takes. Welcome to the podcast. These are for this is for the week ending Sunday, August twenty third. Uh, number one, new highs make no sense. We'll go into that. Uh, number two, Biden is irrelevant. Yes, I said it. Uh, number three, I'm not afraid of COVID nineteen. I said that too. Okay. Uh, Bakes Takes the first segment. Uh, this is fan mail and uh, 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 from my good friend of my uh, my son Bobby. Uh, Mike and the the responses keep coming in. I, I think it's fabulous. Do. It's it's uh, you know it's uh, it's uncanny how we hit a topic and then someone comes back with a twist on the topic. Right, and uh, it's kind of neat. It's kind of neat. Um, this is from Travis. Uh, new highs make no sense versus unemployment b- being so high and businesses not open fully. And as Mike and I were talking about uh, before the show. I've got two businesses that I've been associated with in the past that are gone forever. And uh, number two, uh, uh, my Planet Fitness, it, it, okay, I know what you're saying. Bakes, you don't work out. You know, you look too heavy. <laughs> but I do. And uh, But I went to Planet Fitness, you know, and I wear the mask and I do all that good stuff. And uh, I asked the lady at the desk, and I said, you know, where are you versus where you were? She goes, oh, you know, 40% capacity is the most we can do. Well, what are you doing? They're at twenty percent max, wow. and Planet Fitness I thought was a license to print money. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to bring this. I, I hope make some sense of this, Travis. But I get it. I see things in front of my eyes. I've got a a, a bar I frequent that um, you know it's 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 half of of, of where it was. Yeah. So, uh, but 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 uh, take a look at this cartoon from the Economist, for example. And I think this kind of sums up everything. Uh, the The economy was doing great. COVID nineteen hits, and the Fed picks up the uh, the balance. And the Fed has taken interest rates down to zero. I know you've heard this before, but I'm going to do it again. Uh, the the uh, The fact that there is no alternative, T I N A, that. Uh, stocks are the look good with a 1.8 percent dividend yield versus the 10-year bond at 60 basis points. Okay, 3x what you can get from bonds. The Fed is saying we have the floor. You can uh, bid stocks up to whatever you want. That's not exactly what they're saying, but that's what the market is interpreting. And uh, and certainly the, the administration, the Trump administration, wants to have a higher stock price. I'll go into that uh, to, to bolster their uh, election chances. But this is it. Fed Powell, the Chairman Powell, the Fed is, is, is driving the bus, and Wall Street likes it for now. So here we go to the S&P 500. And yeah, it hit a new high. I'm not dazzled. I'm just going to say it. Uh, the volume is weak. Uh, the ETFs are being topped off. Apple is seven percent of the index, so you got to buy Apple in order to, you know, stay in the game. We're up six percent, give or take, for the year. You know, it's a hell of a roller coaster ride to make six percent, um, but it's a positive six percent, not a negative six percent. So I get it, but this isn't a chart that. Uh, entices me in the least it looks like it's weak it looks like it's tired and i'll go into that more all right so here's a a, a um, 
uh, I think a tweet. No, this is LinkedIn, I think, from Austin Harrison. And I don't know him, but this I like these visual cues. Uh, the S&P hit a high. Then you look at the S&P 400, quote-unquote, the mid-caps didn't. Okay, it's lower. And then the S&P 600, the small caps, lower still. So it's a great world if you're Microsoft, Amazon, Apple, etc. But the other uh, uh, smaller companies in the index are not doing so well, period, end of discussion. So the top seven or so are masking what's going in, going on uh, in the bottom 493. There we go. Um, here's another example. This is from Tom McClellan, the McClellan Oscillator. Does some really good work, I think. And I find this pretty... Now, I'm going to uh, caution you again. This is a relatively short-term chart. Every time I, I give you a chart, I want you to look at the time frame. The longer the time frame, the more pertinent. This is two years. So take uh, take that for what it's worth. But, but see what's happening with the New York Stock Exchange new highs? They are dramatically lower from from uh, prior peaks. This is a divergence. It's negative. Uh, it's not fatal. Uh, it's not existential. But I think that it has to be looked at as this is a very narrow rally into new highs on low volume, and it can go higher. It absolutely can, but it is not the launching pad of a really big move north in my opinion and i could be wrong so here we go uh david keller uh i like this guy i, I watch his stuff uh, uh, fairly often um uh, and he reminds us slash me that uh don't focus on what could happen or should happen focus on what is actually happening and uh i fail at this a lot sometimes but uh, it's it's a it's a good reminder that the market doesn't care about my opinion, your opinion, what the Fed should do, what it shouldn't do, what the administration should do, shouldn't do. It you know what could have happened did. Thank you, Coach Le- LeBron, uh, from my high school football days, and thank you, David Keller, for reminding me that you know what we have going on is what we have going on, and. Uh, it is a, uh, uh, a tech-heavy, narrow rally, and uh, it could go on for a while. There we go. Uh, this is another one that, uh, this is from uh, Danilo Pone. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Maybe Pone, I have no idea. Uh, and it just shows that uh, money goes where it's treated best, and revenue growth is hard to come by, especially with COVID, and who's delivered it? Apple, Microsoft, Amazon, etc. And the stock prices have warranted. And it makes common sense when you think about it that the 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 businesses that were in essence built by design or by accident to uh, uh, get paid while people were stuck at home. Are, are, are getting rewarded and, and, and this is what's happening. And so the, the, the bigger getting bigger and uh, you know revenue growth is, is, is hard to come by and uh, the big five or six are delivering it. And thus, that's why the S&P 500, 
This is 23, 24% of the index in these companies, the Microsofts of the world. So that's, I hope, explains why the market is hitting new high and it makes a little more sense. I hope I've addressed that, Travis. Uh, and oh, by the way, uh, all of you, please use your voice memo app. Tape your questions. I'd love to hear your voice. Mike would love to hear your voice. And email to bakes at bakestakespodcast.com. All right. Um, uh, I have more charts than, than and, and tweets than anything this week. So let's go through these. Um, uh, this is from the Bear Traps Report. Uh, the the uh, founder was on a podcast, and I forget which one now. I apologize. Might have been uh, uh, Josh Brown's. Um, and again, I, I love these these visual cues about what happened in the past. It may not be prologue, but it often is. So uh, these are New York Stock Exchange 52-week highs, and they're declining as the market hits new highs. And so it just shows that the participation of most of the stocks simply isn't there. It could happen i keep you know cnbc keeps talking about this rotation oh we could have cyclicals rally value rally and i kind of say if it's not happening i don't really care yet so the 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 new highs uh, are are feeble and i question how much the rally uh, goes on from here thanks mike um it looks a lot like February, and I, you know, I, I, uh, I watch charts as much as anybody, but this kind of looks like February, and that was not bullish. So, uh, uh, you know, keep in mind that that, and I don't want to be overly overly bearish. Uh, you know, it, it just these th- things can continue longer than you can remain solvent, John Maynard Keynes. Um, uh, the market can be irrational longer than you can be than, than you can stay solvent. Uh, I just I kind of want you to know where we are. I think it's inning nine. That's just me, but and I think that some of these charts that I show you uh, buttress that. Here we are. This is the Qs, the the Nasdaq 100, and that includes obviously the Apples and the Amazons and the Microsofts of the world. And the uh, this is another divergence. The stocks are hitting highs. The relative strength index isn't. It's sort of grinding higher. It feels to me like ETFs are topping off their positions because they have to. Maybe the hedge funds have to, to top off their positions because they have to. And I don't see, you know, real strong uh, uh, eruptions from solid bases on big volume as I go through the charts. And here's the cue saying, yeah, we could go higher, but it looks tired to me. There we go. Um, insiders. Insiders are selling stock big time. $50 billion uh, uh, in the last couple of months, I believe, or the last quarter. And they know the business is better than anybody, and they're selling with both hands. So I would watch this. Uh, the Euphoria Index is hitting highs. Um, so, and again, I don't want to have confirmation bias. I look for everything, and I, I, I try to find both bullish and bearish indicators. But when I see these facts, I have to present them to you. 
because I I don't want you to wake up on a Monday, have stocks down dramatically, and you go, oh, I, I had no idea that stocks were expensive, that insiders were selling, that the, the sentiment was euphoric. I want you to know what's going on. So here we go. Um, biggest tail risk. And this kind of goes into my... my uh, 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 you know, my bullet point at the beginning, Biden is irrelevant. And I mean that fervently. The stock market determines who the president is. I'm going to say this, uh, except in this case, uh, we've talked about it on prior shows. The The stock market is up 50% plus from when uh, Trump was elected. He should be waltzing into the White House again. He is not. The polls show him down 10, 15%, depending on, on, on what you look at. Uh, I think the consensus now is that Biden wins and that the it's a Democratic sweep. That seems to be the consensus. I think the outlying outcome would be some shock that the Coast vote for Biden-Harris and then the inside of the country, the, 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 you know, the rest of the country says, no, I kind of like having the stock market up. And, and Trump, with all of his foibles, is, is the one that uh, you know, keeps the stock market engine going. So uh, I know that's a, a controversial point of view, but here's the other point. Uh, the folks that say, uh, I'm obviously involved in uranium, and I love uranium. Right, Mike? You do okay. Uh, the, the there's this this uh, groundswell of oh uh, in the platform there's going to be a a uh, a new support of nuclear energy. Okay, maybe uh, I think that is a a uh, you know a third derivative of what could actually happen. What a, a candidate says. Uh, on the election stoop and what he actually does when he gets in or she gets in, you know, I think it's absolute noise. All of these, you know, Biden portfolios, Democratic sweep portfolios. And I keep going back to Hillary Clinton. We, we killed a lot of trees. We spent a lot of time on conference calls talking about how she was going to, you know, turn healthcare on its head and nothing happened. So, Something could happen, but I think it's going to be much less dramatic than people think. And so to have redistributionist policies come up in the election, it's a risk. I think that it is a, uh, I wouldn't invest like that. I would you know, keep steady state with what you, what you uh, like and own right now and turn CNN off. And frankly, turn Fox off too, if you want. I just think that, that, that politicians are followers, they're not leaders, and uh, you know, just take them out of the investing equation. I just don't think it matters. Hence, Biden is irrelevant. There we go. Uh, this is from John Quakes, speaking of uranium. URNM, the, the ETF, uh, we own both. We own URA and URNM, and the bottom line is that URA is is becoming... Uh, more uranium-centric, getting rid of some of the, uh, uh, you know, non-uranium stocks. And it sounds like they're going to be buying some of the stocks that are in URNM. And so here we go, Cameco probably being one of the most impactful 
for our purposes. And this is going to happen, I think, by the end of the month, any day now. Um, and uh, just you know, be aware of that. I don't think it matters much in the long term, but I think in the short term, that is going to benefit uh, URNM more than URA. There we go. Um, put call ratio. This gets a little bit esoteric, but I, I, I have to do it. Uh, if the if the put to call ratio gets lower, meaning more people are buying calls, that that means that they think that stocks are going to be higher uh, in 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 future periods. And we're back at you know sort of 08, 09 lows. It's just another indicator of where we are is closer to tops, maybe not the top, and it, you can't time it with precision, but the fact that the put-call ratio is where it is suggests that we don't have a heck of a lot of upside from here. So, uh, and this goes into my, my, my third bullet point. And you know, uh, talking about COVID and, and, and investing in the same sentence, is you know we're chasing shadows but here's something this is i took this very seriously um this is from the cdc this is not you know a a conspiracy theorist uh chart it's uh you know who's worried about dying of, of covid and who does and you know if you're 65 plus you should be worried and if you're not you shouldn't be all that worried I mean, I hate to say it, uh, 80% of the people are dying of COVID are 65 plus. I'm sure there's a lot of nuances and all that. But, but, but the fear of, of people that have very little chance of dying is, is really elevated. And I think it, it's, uh, it, it permeates everything we do in our society. But here are the numbers, folk. 80% of the people that are dying are 65 plus of COVID-19. And we're 340 million people, and we're all going to die. So, yes, wear your mask. Be, you know, smart. Especially be smart with your, with your loved ones who are 65 plus. But the chances of you dying of COVID are pretty low. There we go. Um, oh, uh, this is uh, from, from Mike Alkin, who, who, who seems to be one of the most influential analysts of, of, uh, of uranium from uh, Sachem Cove, I think that's how they pronounce it, uh, and he, and he uh, puts everything into perspective that even with uh, uh, you know Cigar Lake reopening and and uh, these these other supplies coming back online, that we're in a deficit for uranium for a long, long time, and uh, I just think that it makes sense. These these uh, battleships take a long time to turn around. The, the solution in commodities for higher prices is higher prices. That's worked its way through. Now we have uh, 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 demand higher than supply, and it's going to take price a, a while. Uh, price and time is going is to have to evolve to get us to equilibrium, and I think we're going to make money in uranium going forward. And uh, I think this is just another indicator of that that I like to, to forward on to you. Um, here's another one from John Quakes, uh, who's also pretty prolific on, uh, on, on Twitter, that U.S. Dom domestic uranium production in the second quarter was the lowest in history, but not recorded history because, I don't know, for national security reasons, apparently uh, they couldn't detail the amount that domestic production was down. 
So uh, the world needs more uranium. There are very few people that make it. It's a very small pond. The institutions aren't in the pond yet. And when they jump in, I think the, the stocks are going to go up. And that means we're going to make money in uranium, URNM, and URA. There we go. Uh, here's the city uh, group panic euphoria model. And I don't really know the, 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 the mechanisms that go in this. But the bottom line is it's at, a, it's at uh, the highest it's been since 99-2000. And that was very bad for stocks, especially for tech stocks, where they went down about 70-80%, depending on which one you looked at. So this is where we are. Uh, short interest, uh, it's the lowest in 15 years. And uh, that means that they've, they've been squeezed out. And we talked about Tesla, I think, last week or the week before. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, if you were short Tesla and you thought it was uh, overvalued at 400, Ooh. well, it's at 2,000. Yeah, you took it. You and, took it on the chin there. And, and, and part of it is that there's, there's, a, there's a feedback mechanism with, with shorts, meaning where, you know, if you're short, you're, you have, you're, usually have uh, a lot of conviction. Frankly, the shorts do a lot of fundamental work. I mean, that's what I found. The shorts do a lot more work than the longs do in many cases. But when the shorts are wrong and the, 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 the stocks hit new highs and your broker says you get a margin call and I've got to buy my Tesla in at 450 500 600 1000 that hurts a lot. And, you know, if you're an analyst and you're reporting to a portfolio manager, they just say, you're wrong on Tesla. You might be right, but you're so early that you're wrong, and we're out. And so you have the usual buying enthusiasm, you have the short covering enthusiasm, and then you have the potential, the split, which I don't know why anybody cares about splits, but they do. Uh, and then, oh, it's going to go into the S&P 500. And I know this isn't a Tesla chart, but I'm, it, 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 it's a good example of what goes on when the shorts get squeezed. My point is the shorts have been squeezed past tense, and I think we're close to the end given what I'm seeing in this chart right here. Uh, silver miners, uh, historically cheap versus the, the metal versus gold. And I think we're going to be right on SIL. So, and again, this is 2010 to present. This is a fairly long-term chart. Uh, I caution you that when you look at the traditional media, they often use, you know, a day or a week or a month, and it looks more impressive than it is. And the longer the time frame, the more important and meaningful and valid the chart is, in my view. So we're long silver, and I think it's going to work out to our benefit. Uh, <laughs> and again, I am looking for uh, everything. And if I found something that said, hey, the market's cheap based on this, I'd send it to you, and I'd show it to you. But here's uh, uh, Danilo Pone again, interesting. Uh, uh, what I do over the course of the week is I kind of find a chart, put it in the show, find a chart, put it in the show, and here we are where it's not the, at the zenith, but it's about, it's pretty close. I mean, it, we're, at, we're at a high multiple to earnings. And uh, 
again, stocks can go higher. I just want you to know that that we're in inning eight or nine, in my view, based on these valuations. And what's going to knock it down? I don't have a clue. I think an election surprise, as I'm talking here in front of you, maybe a Trump win sends the stock market down. I don't know. Or or, or the news of a sweep, Uh, uh, you know, Biden, the House and and the Senate all go Democrat. Um, You know, they want to raise taxes. They want to increase regulation. Maybe that's what does it. I don't know. I don't care. I just know that where we are is elevated. And I want you to be, uh, I want you to recall the cell discipline that I've used in the past. And Mike, maybe I'll bring that back again because yeah, just to, to, to show how dispassionately you can get out of the way of really big downdrafts. It isn't perfect. Just take the emotion out, right? Take the emotion out. Right. Take the emotion out. Exactly. What do we have next? Ah, here we go. We're at the end of the show. Uh, please also subscribe to my Bake Steaks YouTube channel. The audio is the same, but the charts that I reference are on the screen. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Bakesteaks underscore and other social media. Please use your voice memo app. Tape your questions and email to bakes at bakesteakspodcast.com or write if you prefer. I'll also keep you anonymous if you'd like. Thank you for listening. Mike, Mike Wilson is my producer. Thank you as always. Have a great week. This is Bakes. And for much needed levity, what are waiters even talking about? Maria Bamford, I think, is hysterical, uh, does voices, myriad numbers of voices. And I think she's very smart, bright, and, and funny. And I think we need that. So I'll see you next week. Take care. Bye now. Bye now.